Hi, I'm Eric Upton. And I'm Christy Upton. We've been married for a while. And we've got three kids. We've also been youth pastors for a long time. In 2017, we left our home and everything we loved in California. And we moved to Arizona. All because God told us to. It's been an adventure, and we still aren't sure what's next. But here we are. We used to do this thing after youth group at our house on Wednesday nights. All our leaders would come over and hang out in our kitchen. Sometimes till three in the morning. It was our favorite night of the week. We called it Mommy Daddy Time. Because it didn't start till after the kids went to bed. Now we're starting a podcast. We're calling it the Mommy Daddy Time Podcast. It's going to be like hanging out with your best friends after the kids go to bed. So if you're looking for our tips and tricks on how we do life, ask us and we'll answer it on the show. So let's get started. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is episode two of the Mommy, Mommy Daddy Time podcast, where, uh, like we mentioned in the first one, we want this to feel like you're hanging out with your best friends after the kids go to bed. Now, for us, this is quite literally after our kids go to bed, because it's the only time we can record without them interrupting us. Can I have water? Yeah, you can have water. I don't care. You can drink. This is our can, podcast. You can do I what have you want. Water? Can, can I, I have, go to the bathroom? Oh, oh I see. You're can imitating I, our kids. Yeah, this is what would happen if our kids were around. Mom, what are you doing? Can I talk into the Mikey phone? Two minutes. Yeah, yeah. every two minutes. So uh, we love them for that, by the way. Yeah, we we love them dearly. Our precious little angels. But we also love mommy, mommy daddy, daddy time. time. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it's that time of night. It's like that golden hour when no small thing is bothering you. And uh, I don't know, you get to have adult conversations, you get to talk about real life, you get to figure out the rest of the day. And I think what happened is um, we kind of found ourselves doing Netflix a whole lot or like hanging out on our phones. And we thought this would be a cool way to spend time together and record it and hang out with other people. And I don't know, we used to do this thing with other people where they came over and we just talked about life. So kind of what we wanted this to be, right? Yeah. 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 Pretty awesome. So welcome to the kitchen. This is literally our kitchen. Um, and we're going to record pretty much everything from our kitchen from here on out. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So welcome to the kitchen. Uh, this is where we eat and where we do mommy, daddy time recordings. Um, today, I was thinking about this a second ago. You can't yawn, especially if we're going to video. Sorry, it's 9... 9- 10. <laughs> <laughs> We're such a sad couple. The other night I um I posted on my Instagram. I was like, "Hey, when you go out on a date, do you stay up past 8:30?" <laughs> and uh, a bunch of people said yes. I think 76% said yes, we stay up past 8:30. <laughs> and then I could tell that the other 24% was people like us with three children. Yeah. They're like, "No, I just physically can't do it anymore." It's just yeah. You got to tell them what you said to me on our date. We finished dinner and I think we were done by like 745 or something like that. Tell everyone what you said you wanted to do at that oh, moment. All I wanted to do was go home and lay in bed and fall asleep <laughs> watching Netflix. <laughs> yep. That was going to be the celebration of our anniversary. Yeah. It was going to Poke Bowl and then um, after Poke Bowl, going home and watching a movie on a laptop with some ice cream in bed or something like that. Again, yeah. stop yawning. Hi. It doesn't bode well. If you yawn on our own show, <laughs> legit, <laughs> you got to stop that. Um, hey, thanks to everyone for sending in questions. We got a bunch of good questions from Yeah, people. we got some awesome questions, yeah, actually. really good questions, and I can't wait to get into it. Uh, but before we do, we had some really funny stuff happen with our kids today. I want to tell them about it. Which one? <laughs> Which one? Today, before <laughs> I went to work, when our kids were playing with the balloons, 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. So if you're a parent um, or if you babysit kids, there are times where the kids do things that like, you know, legitimately they should not be doing this. Um, and when they do it, it's so funny. You're caught between this internal battle of, do I tell them this is bad or do I just fall on the floor laughing? And that was our moment today. So Maisie was playing with water balloons, but she wasn't filling them with water. She was like blowing them up with air. And then tell everyone... Which is actually pretty impressive. That is impressive because there are these tiny little water balloons. Tell everyone what she did with the water balloons next. Oh, she blew them up and she stuffed two of them down her shirt. (laughs) And I think everybody knows what happens from there. No, no, no. Everyone does not know what happens from there because what came out of her mouth was fantastic. And then what she did after she said it with that mischievous smile on her face, that's everything. So... Please demonstrate what it was like. Demonstrate. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like, I, I don't mean the. All right. Take two. What I mean is, so Maisie comes up to you. She shoved these balloons down her shirt and she says what to you? She goes, Mama, I have boobies. Yeah, and then she, she does this. <laughs> she starts shimmying her shoulders. Uh, at, at Christy and then yeah. <laughs> I think the the funnier part was when Finn was like oh, oh my well, gosh. if she gets boobs yeah what do I have what to offer I with a have? balloon so a few minutes later Finley comes in he shoved a balloon down his pants and it was coming out his left pant leg <laughs> it is this giant green like oblong shaped <laughs> water balloon filled with air and he says dad I got a huge penis <laughs> I, I had to turn around and not look at my son. Because at that point, as a dad, do you tell your son, I'm so proud of you <laughs> for making a penis joke at three years old? Or, or, do you, or do you scold him for making a penis joke at three years old? And then it popped. And then, yeah, it popped right in his pants. <laughs> that... That was funny. That was, that was our moment today. And um, that's parenting for you. Yeah. So if you babysit kids, I know you have stories like that. If you're a parent, I guarantee you, you have stories like that. If you have stories like that, please share them with us so that we feel less embarrassed about our children. Yeah. Uh, let us know what they are. I'm going to charge you a dollar every okay, time Okay, it's not my yawn. fault. No, it's your fault for sure. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's... You want to dive into questions now? Yes, please. All right. <laughs> let's dive into questions. All right. Here's... Uh, <laughs> Here's our first question. Uh, this question is from Christine, and uh, she kind of wrote a story. She apologizes for writing a story, but honestly, I think that's okay because I love stories and I love Oh, I questions. loved, uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So this is, uh, this is what Christine asks. She says, um, I guess the first question is probably really more for Christy to answer. We'll see about that. So <laughs> becoming a mom, yep, this is for you, is one of the best things that has happened for me, but it can also be lonely as well. I cut a lot of work hours after having kids, so I don't have as much work socialization, and most of my best friends are still single, so they can't relate on the parenting side of things. And the church that we serve at is smaller with few parents around my age group. So a lot of my social circles don't offer any mom connections. So I'm wondering, the best suggestions for getting connected with other moms? I think a lot of moms are wanting more socialization too. We just aren't quite sure where to find it. So maybe this would be a question people are interested in hearing about. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, being a mom has been one of the greatest things, but it's also been 
at times for me, some of the most lonely times for sure. Cause there's been times where I've been home for like a week straight. Cause you have a sick kid. Um, luckily Eric and I have been able to kind of talk through what helps me get through that week. And he's been really supportive. Um, but anyway, so that aside, it can be really lonely. I think mom groups, um, baby wearing groups, like going on Facebook and finding a group of moms that want to get together, whether it's working out with your strollers, like stroller strides, um, or meeting at the park. I know that we have a group here locally and it's like just a group where we get together and everybody brings something small for brunch and we just hang out. And it's honestly one of the, been one of the best mom groups that I've gotten because I met a lot of moms and even moms my age. So, so when you say mom groups, like walk someone through the, the very first steps. Like A, what is an actual mom group? What do you mean by that? B, where do you find them? And C, how do you get involved in them? And I guess know that it's the right one or like you're going to connect with people. Yeah. Um, so what's a mom group? Start, start there. Yeah. So mom, so Facebook, like go to your Facebook and then try to find a local group. Generally there will be a baby wearing group local to you. And that's a great place to start. Even if you don't use carriers or baby wraps or any of that, it's a great place to start to be able to find other moms who are with their children all day long. Um, and they'll be able to either direct you into a group that may fit you best. So finding a group maybe with some of uh, some of your friends who have the same age kids generally kind of bodes well for that connection. Okay. So they find a group on Facebook and they join it. You're recommending baby wearing ones, but that's mainly because you have the experience with baby wearing women um and i think the what are some other ideas for groups well, besides guess, baby wearing yeah well and that's the thing is if you even find a group i'm saying that you the the chances are you have a baby wearing group local to you and um i say baby wearing only because if you even go on that group and say hey is there another mom's group or a mom's group that does stroller someone in that group will be able to direct you to even another group it's just a place to start yeah, I like that. Um, I think, I think the hard part. So Facebook makes it a lot easy, a lot easier than it ever has been before because you can yeah. do a quick search, find a group near you for baby wearing. Um, you can probably find groups for other interests that are also local. Um, like you found a group once that was strictly, and it wasn't a local one, but you found one strictly around who's giving birth in this month. Um, this year and you all formed a group out of that and there were a couple of them that were local but even some that weren't local that were like I don't know did the was it the UK moms came over to the US no no no, no. somebody in Jersey someone in Jersey well that's still like and a Washington. Whole country. yeah so like these these ladies came out and visited you yeah, guys and they actually stayed at like our houses yeah and this is, is a really Facebook cool. group this was a Facebook group so and I understand that that doesn't always happen but Sometimes you hit the jackpot. Yeah. I think I think the key to this conversation a lot is being willing to put yourself out there wherever that out there is. Yeah. So if you find another mom like that, you're like, I could see this like us connecting. Invite them over. Like your house doesn't have to be perfect. 
chances are it won't be. Don't stress your don't stress yourself out so much that having somebody over isn't worth trying to do. So don't like go around cleaning just so you can have somebody over. Like just be a little more vulnerable with other people around you and with the groups that you're going to trust or the friends that you're going to trust and just have somebody over. So open up your house a little bit and be willing to show the dirt under the rug. Yeah. Quite literally. (laughs) Quite literally. I think the other thing with that as well is don't stop at just one invite. Like you and I both have had experiences where there's been people that we've wanted to connect with and we have had to invite them not once or twice or like we've put out probably eight, 10, even 15 invites sometimes before the person even comes over one time. Yeah. And I think that persistence, um, is what ends up breaking down the wall. Cause there's so many people now, especially because social media makes it so easy to create almost false connections or like shallower mm-hmm. level yep. connections where you feel like, Oh, it's a real connection as long as it's just on social media. But then the moment you try and make it a real one where you bring people into your home or you meet people up or something yeah. like that, it's, it's like the hardest thing in the world to do. Yeah. But I think sometimes for a lot of people, they have this wall up and in their minds, you saying, Hey, you should come over. Hey, we should do lunch. Hey, we should hang out with our kids is something that you just say, cause you're being polite as opposed to something you actually mean. But when you continuously do it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe they do want to hang out. Maybe I should do this. Yeah. I mean, you've had some research in this, but I think it takes like up to five emails for a company to send out before somebody possibly responds. Yeah. And I think that's very similar to some friendships sometimes because it just takes that persistence. So if you think about how you, somebody, a company has to send out at least five emails for you to be able to respond, it's very similar, especially to a friend on Facebook. Especially a new friend that you just met too. Like Christy and I are probably on the side of over aggressive in people's lives in terms of like bringing people into our home. Like we meet someone and they're like, you should come to dinner. We'll make ribs. And like, we can tell, like, we'll look at people's eyes when we say that, like literally we've met them. And then 10 minutes later, we're like, we like you, you should come over and have dinner with us. And like the looks on their faces are like, whoa, you're a little, little much. Maybe we should, you know casually run into each other again before we make this a thing. Yeah. And we're just like, you remember um, when, when uh, our friends, we have two friends uh, named uh, Nathaniel and Carrie. And when they were dating, we went on a double date with them one night and we had never met Carrie before. We had like met her, but like briefly, maybe. And it was kind of like our chance to grill her. Yeah. Cause I, we cared a lot about Nathaniel and we like, we this, didn't know Carrie, this mysterious girl, like mysterious, amazing girl popped into his life and we're yeah. like all mm. skeptical we'll see first. about that Nathaniel yeah mm-hmm. pretty much so we go on this <laughs> double date and literally by the end of the night we're sitting in uh her apartment I think at the time and we're like playing a card game we're doing something and like I just remember like looking up at the two of them like this is gonna work all of us together this could totally <laughs> be a thing I'm pretty sure you you stated that as well yeah, no, I made that a statement right then and there. Yeah. I was like, this, this is going to be a thing, the four of us. Like, and that's just how we are. Like, we're, we're ju- we just come on strong to other people. We try and make friends. And that's part of it's our personality, yes. But I don't want everyone to chalk it up to, oh, it's just Eric and Christy. They're outgoing. It's easy for them. Like, it's 
this is this was actually more of a learned behavior than it was a natural one because I think when we first landed um, and we were first married, we found there was a lot of resistance to people just coming over to homes. Like they'd meet us out at a restaurant or they'd meet us out at Starbucks, but they didn't want to ever come to our home. And that was something that we yeah. wanted to break through and make that not a thing. Like we wanted people in our house. Yeah. So now because we got so comfortable just putting that invite out there and getting rejected so many stinking times, like rejection doesn't feel like rejection anymore from people. It's just like, oh, it's going to take 20 more invites before they actually come over and have it. Like, um, I don't know why I have so many stories about us inviting people over, but I do. Um, <laughs> so we had some friends in town from the UK. They were staying at our house. They got dropped off by, by a, the way. Hold on. What? Friends that we randomly met and Facebook <laughs> okay, messaged to come detail. to stay at our house. So we'd never actually met them in person. Yeah. I DM'd them on Instagram because we follow them on YouTube. So the, the, the short story of this is there's people that we follow on YouTube and they're super into CrossFit. So if you're in a CrossFit and you follow people on YouTube, you probably know Craig Ritchie and, and Jazz uh, from Team Ritchie. So if you don't know who they are, look them up on YouTube. They're awesome. Anyways, I found out that they were in Arizona, in Phoenix specifically, and I yeah. DM'd Craig and I was like, hey, if you need a place to stay, we'd love to have you. And I was shocked when he responded. He's like, okay. And he took us up on the offer. So we had YouTubers that we had never met before in never our life. Before. But totally looked up to. So oh, it, gosh, was, they're awesome it was like a like a fan thing. It yeah. was like, oh my gosh. Oh, I was geeking out <laughs> They're hardcore. like coming over to our house. <laughs> <laughs> so they literally, like, they stay at our house. Like uh, three nights, I think, they ended yeah. up staying at our house. But one of these nights, they were getting dropped off at our house after doing a thing at a gym by the gym owner who we had never met and never heard of before. And he pulls up to our house to drop them off. And I shake his hand. I was like, hey, listen, we're having ribs. You want to come have some? And he's, he looks at me and he pauses for a second. He's like, I do like ribs. <laughs> I'm like, come in. You got to have some. And he comes in and he eats dinner with us. And I don't know. It's just, I think when you have that attitude of I want people in my life and that means I want people in my home and you open that up, mm-hmm. it, it makes a huge difference, right? Yes. Yeah. So be okay with rejection. Get comfortable putting yourself out there. Yeah. Don't worry about having everything perfect, whether that's your home or even your kids. Our kids are so far from perfect in front of company. Mm. I wish they were perfect in front of company, not in front of company. Either way, doesn't matter. Um, but just, I don't know, make that decision and, and be willing to put yourself out there all the time. Yeah. I hope that's helpful advice. I don't know if it is, but I hope it is. I think finding a group on Facebook that's local, you can definitely do that. Um, even if there's someone uh, at the gym or at Starbucks or whoever it is, just invite them over. Yeah. And you mentioned like you cut your hours back from work. If there are young single gals that maybe don't relate to you on a parenting level, but maybe it's someone that you can invest in, invite them over to your house. You know, like they're single. They're not doing a whole lot. Yeah. Have them come over. They could probably use a good home cooked meal. Yeah. I think the only other thing I would offer is getting involved in a gym, like a smaller gym that has day like daycare or childcare. I know that there's a few all women gyms where uh Christine is specifically located and they have childcare as well. And the group and community there, like I know a couple of coaches there, getting involved in a community gym like it's unlike no other yeah it's kind of like that home away from home yep 
Yeah, we have the benefit of uh, kind of knowing the area that Christine's in. I think we found some cool community springing up at that gym called Fitness MD um, out in the Roseville Rockland area. There's some cool but connections and childcare you can have there. Yeah, Kaya Fit, Bar Fit, awesome. Um, those kind of places. Like yeah. it, wherever you are, like if you relate to Christine and what she's going through, kind of that transition from you know young couple to young couple with kids, and you're just like, man, I miss those deep friendships. They're still available. It takes a shift in mentality and um, a little bit more work sometimes. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next question. Um, maybe we can tackle this one somewhat quickly. You huh. think? Let's try. Uh, Which all right. one? Oh, yeah. This is, this is Jamin's, Jamin's question. question. Oh, I it's love a really this good one. one. And I want to give it like some, some oh. good time. You know what I mean? Um, Let's do it. Let's you want to try it? it? All Let's right. do it. All right. Sounds good. So here's Jamin's questions. Uh, what are some tips for busy couples to still have time to connect? I feel like that is usually people's biggest issue with kids, work, and life. The couple takes a back seat. We're trying to make sure we have time, uh, us time, even if it's a 10-minute trip to Safeway. Yes. I Such think a good question. It's so good. And I think this is where I would recommend the five, lung, five love language books love languages book to all couples out there to know your spouse's love language to make sure that they're getting filled specifically in their bucket because if maybe quality time isn't their thing and acts of service maybe going to Safeway and getting things done may not be the best thing for your spouse like they probably don't care about getting things done unless your spouse is like Christy in which case it's the greatest and for most me, romantic yeah, thing in the world exactly Spe- to go to Costco spending with just time, the two of you spending time and acts of service is my top two love languages so whenever Eric and I get to go to Costco even if it's with the family but specifically Eric and I getting to go and do things together, um, getting our errands done. It is that fills my bucket and it drains his bucket. So this is where I think the five love language is so important because yeah, my bucket might be filled for the rest of that week, but his has just been drained. Yeah. I think knowing, knowing your spouse or your partner's love language is huge because then you're making sure that you're doing the things that matter the most. And when you're parents, when you've got kids, when you've got limited time, making sure that your time is spent on the stuff that matters is really, really important. Um, things that I've heard other couples do, if you're both willing to be early risers before, um, the kids get up, you know, just having that coffee time, uh, before the craziness starts can be a huge deal. Um, other parents, I mean, it really does depend on what you like to do together, but, um, one of the, and this well, is, this is kind of what, let's get back to the love. What is your love language? My love language is, yeah. um, I think right now they are. Words of affirmation. I don't think I've ever given that one up. Um, Mm -hmm. Words of affirmation and quality time is my Mm -hmm. guess. Um, But I think acts of service is kind of growing on me. It's just that those acts of service need to be in certain specific areas. So like my personality, um, even though I'm kind of an everywhere kind of personality or like everywhere in my head and my thoughts come a mile a minute and that kind of thing, space is a really important thing to me. So walking into a clean house, walking into a clean bedroom, having certain things like picked up and presentable and stuff tends to just fill me up because it gives me a sense of control in the space 
and it allows my mind the freedom it needs to be creative all the time. Because that's what my, my head is doing all the time. Like I'm just, I'm creative, I'm thinking of ideas, thinking of like, oh, this could be a business and this could be a marketing thing and this could be a blah, 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 blah. Um, so walking into spaces and having that sense of control tends to be a big deal. So I see that one growing, but I think words of affirmation and quality time have always been two of my biggest ones. So for your love language, Going to Costco obviously would not be a good thing because nope. the space is not. I can't control anything in Costco. <sighs> Costco but... is one half step shy of being an Ikea. And if like Ikea is the worst place on earth. It is like I've literally I kid you not. This is a true story. I got lost in Ikea once. I had Christy and I were on the phone and she's listening to me start to have a panic attack on the phone because I can't find my way out of that stupid store. I said, sweetie, I love you. I got to hang up because I need to concentrate on how I get out of this stupid place. (laughs) You still think that's funny. It's not funny. It was a very scary moment for me. It was a very scary moment. Here's 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 a quote that I don't I don't know who said it, but I think it holds true. And I think it holds it's it holds true, but it's a hard one to hear. And that's, it's not that you don't have time, it's that it's not a priority. I think a lot of couples struggle to have the time they need together because they prioritize too many other things. And sometimes those things that you prioritize sound like they're really important and deserve to be prioritized over your marriage. My kids. My dishes in the sink. Dishes in the sink. A messy house. Um, homework, homework with the kids, making lunches for the kids for school, finishing up that report that they have due the next day, their sports schedules, the soccer team, the traveling soccer team, the elite competition, jujitsu, wrestling, underwater basket weaving team, like my child's academics, their two, like the list goes are, on and on and, and these on. are all like, they're all not, important they're things all really important things. and they all seem urgent. But if we allow those to take priority over our marriage, then all of those things that we prioritize over our marriage are going to end up suffering. They're not going to be as good. Like your kids will not be as good if the two of you are not good. You agree with that? Yeah, totally. So prioritizing your marriage and your time is critical. And I I love Jamin's question because it wasn't, there was recognition of like, I know I need to prioritize it. How do I do that? Yeah. How do I make so, this a priority? So, yeah, putting an emphasis on whatever her love language is. Yeah. Really, really serving and... And putting uh, it on the calendar. And here's the put, thing. Like pulling into that. As a guy, I would say this. Put it on your calendar. I would mark out specific days or hours. Now, this is going to be easier if her love language happens to be words of affirmation because you can do that from anywhere. You can write notes. It's the long lost art of literally putting pen to paper. Um, you can send a text message, send an email, um, write a letter and put it in the in the mailbox. I think that's one of the most romantic stories I ever heard was from a, ben, uh, a friend named Ben Evans. And he literally wrote his wife a handwritten letter Um, over the course of, I think an entire month, she got a letter every single day, but he didn't leave it for her. He literally stamped it and walked it to the mailbox and it got delivered every single day by the mailman. And she went down to the mail and read these unique love letters every single day. So if your wife's love language is 
um, words of affirmation, that one's really nice because you can put that on your calendar. But regardless of which one it is, if it's gift giving, put it on your calendar to make, to get a small gift and give it to her on a specific date. Set aside times. If it's quality time, take away a time when you normally do something for yourself and replace it with time with her. Make sure it syncs up with her schedule. And then also make sure that you have her on board with this. Because I think that's probably the hardest thing is getting two people in the same place to recognize the same thing. Because you as a guy can say, I've determined to spend time with her. And you put date night, Friday night, 5 p.m., just the two of us on your calendar. But then you go to her and present it. And she says, well, here's why, why I can't do that. I've got a PTA meeting. I've got a bake sale to get ready for. The kids need to get ready for this soccer game. I've got to get the house ready for the party on Sunday. And she comes up with 15 different reasons why your date night is the worst idea in the world. And then she walks away feeling like she's disappointed you. And she may have married someone who wasn't as intelligent as she is. Neither of those work out very well. <laughs> I'm getting a look. Um, so making sure that it syncs up with her. Um, and, and you both have to be on the same page with that, right? Yeah, definitely. That's all you got after that rant? <laughs> that was such a good rant. And I get, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Anything you would add, my dear? No, I mean, I I love it. I love, um, I love it. That's good. That's yeah. good stuff. Well, I, I hope that helps, Jamin. Um, we'll probably tackle this one again more. Maybe we'll reveal some secrets on how we've done it in the past. I can't sit here and say that we're excellent at it at this no. point. Like we've got three kids, uh, seven, six, and soon to be four. And it's a challenge for us to get date nights. It's a challenge for us to prioritize that time. So this is as much of a gut check for us as it is for um, everyone else probably listening. But man... Episode two in the books, babe. It's done. That was a good one. We talked about uh, how do you get friends as a mom with little kids when life is changing, and we talked about how to prioritize time together. Yep. Boom. Done. That's really good. Our next episode, we're going to talk about some more of your questions. Uh, so keep sending those in. If you have questions, you can DM us on Instagram. Make sure you follow us. Always plug the gram. We're at Mommy Daddy Time Podcast on Instagram. You can also reach us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Mommy Daddy Time Podcast. Or you can email us your questions by sending them to ask at Mommy Daddy Time Podcast. You see the trend? See what it did there? It's all the same. Love it. Thanks. Thanks for saying it, even though you didn't mean it. Um, no, I do. <laughs> I appreciate it. So make sure you send those questions in. We absolutely love reading through these things. We keep getting them in, and uh, it's it's really awesome. We're excited to see where this goes and what happens. Excited to invite you into our kitchen more and more and more. You guys are awesome. Have a good one. You want to say anything else? You're going to fall asleep. <laughs> we got to stop recording at 930 at night. All right, we're out of here. See you guys later. See you.